Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hawkins Hellfire Collective. I'm Zach Grubb. And I'm Devin Grubb. And today, uh, if you're new to the podcast, we are doing a mini-sode, which is something we've done once before, where we take a few minutes to just talk through some of the interstitial Stranger Things lore, the different comics that take place between seasons. Uh, We just did our finale episode for season two, so we're going to talk about three different comics that take place between seasons two and three. Yes. This is Minisode Part 2. Part 2. Part 2. Part 2. And the first of these comics is Stranger Things, The Tomb of Yabuen. I just, you sound like you're like about to like read a book report or like present to a class. Well, I narrate, <laughs> I narrate videos on YouTube as like my main thing. So like this is well within my wheelhouse. I know, it's just funny. <laughs> Just be happy I'm not using the lore voice. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, tube of Yibwen. Yibwen. Like your boy, but newbie. It's newbie, but backwards. Yeah. So. I'll let you kick it off. I. Yeah, I'll let you kick it off. Devin wasn't a huge wasn't fan a of this fan one. I was um, Just a quick story recap. Basically, this takes place pretty soon after the season two finale. Mm hmm. Um, uh,. Will and Joyce are really mourning Bob's death. Um, Will is upset that it happened because of him. He blames himself. Mm-hmm. And they find out that Bob actually left a treasure map behind in the uh, like the audio video library. Like, what, what was it? Audio video lab? The AV club. Yeah, the AV club. <laughs> so, like, he left this map in the AV club back when he was a kid, when he, when started, he started the it. AV club. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a map to the tomb of Yubwen. And Will is obsessed with it. He wants to go, like, he wants to follow the map. He wants to find out what's there. Um, he feels like this is him uncovering Bob's legacy, it seems like. He's very emo through this whole story. Yeah. He's looking for closure. Yeah. Though, like, really. Because he had a good relationship with Bob. And then Bob died. To save them all when he wasn't really... He wasn't part of it. He wasn't part of it because he he was completely taken over. So he doesn't... He, you know... I I understand. I get why he he blames himself. My reasoning for not being a fan of this wasn't because I didn't like the story per se. It just didn't really grab my attention the way some of the other ones did. Yeah. I didn't connect... I didn't... I didn't connect with the characters like I normally do. I think I know why because this is an all, this is also an issue I had with the book. Too. I mean, I will I will say the only thing that I did like was Mr. Clark is heavily involved. He is in it. Like he isn't he part of who like he like gives Will. Yeah, the he, stuff. he's the one who gives it to yeah, Will he because gives it he to was because he was he was part of the AV club back when back when Bob, Bob started, started it. it. He was like his little buddy. Yeah. So, I mean, it was cool to see the connection that Mr. Clark had to Bob, especially because after season three, after season two, we don't see Mr. Clark anymore because it's summer and then they're in high school. So Mr. Clark's a middle school teacher. We're not going to see him. So I, I liked I liked his involvement with it. I thought that was really cool. But other than that, it just it didn't resonate with me. So there was an issue I had with the book where. I felt like the characterization was off for everybody. A little bit. They didn't seem 
like themselves. Yeah, and so far these comics have been very good at capturing these kids. Mm-hmm. And for some reason in this one, it just seems like everybody's personalities were just a little bit wrong. Yeah, I mean, well, the biggest thing is that in this book, Will wants to go on this adventure. And yes, I know, it's a blizzarding because there was like a, a blizzard going to happen Yeah, we, we didn't get that far in explaining it. But, I'm, well, because we're just giving an abridged version. Yeah. Because we have two more things to talk about. Um, <laughs> there's a blizzard happening when he goes to say that he wants to go and look for this... Um, the tomb. The tomb and find the treasure. And Lucas... Mike and Dustin are all like, nah, man, nah, we're good, nah. And I feel like... Let's do this when it's not blizzarding. Right, and I feel like that's not very like them. I feel like they're always up for something that's dangerous and potentially illegal. So (laughs) the fact that they didn't want to do it was kind of like, that's not you guys. At the very least, it's very unlike Dustin. Yeah, Dustin's always up for something. Yeah. I mean, it's very much, like, it's kind of Lucas. Lucas is the voice of reason a lot of the time. As he is. You know, he always is kind of like, well, maybe we should think logically about stuff. So, like, that wasn't really off. But Mike and Dustin, it was definitely off for me. And it just, like I said, it didn't really resonate with me. I mean, it wasn't like it was a bad story. It just didn't, it didn't hold my attention the way the other ones had. I mean, I'm... I kind of dozed off, but I was also holding a sleeping toddler, so it was it was that time of day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think uh, the big problem here with this entire story, mm-hmm. um, so we, we've kind of gone over the cliff notes, like yeah. there's a blizzard, Will is really determined to get out there and do this, the rest of them don't want to, Will goes off on his own, they follow. Um, it's all very Goonies. Yeah. And I, I that's got to be intentional. Absolutely. But... I mean, Once Sean they, Astin's the cover of the book. Yeah, and there's even, like, a picture of young Sean Astin, because it's supposed to be from Bob when he's 15. Yeah. It's like, oh, there he is. But, like, they get there, and they find the treasure, um, and the treasure is just a really nice note from Bob saying, like, hey, I'm 15, at the time of writing this, I'm 15 mm-hmm. in this school, and, like, you know, is the prize jewels, glitter, gold? No, it's fellowship. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you're if you crazy enough to follow this map and find your way down here, look me up because I am your friend. Yeah. And at, and Mr. Clark's like, that's amazing. And Mr. Clark's a little loopy on painkillers because he, like, he broke his leg. Broke his leg. Trying to save them. Um, but it's, it's really sweet. And it's the kind of thing that Will's character would resonate with a lot, especially when going through, like, this mourning period for Bob. And doesn't. For, he doesn't at yeah. all. It upsets him. <laughs> it upsets him. him. <laughs> like, he's super not into it. And they talk about it a little, and, like, there is there is closure in the end, but, again, like, the characterization is just off. Yeah. And I don't think this book was written by a different team or anything. Well, maybe it was, actually. It, yep, it definitely was. Yeah. There's, well, no, one of them's the same. I think that's the artist. Okay. So, yeah, but the act, none of, well, this name is the same, too. Nate Bykos. Yeah. Yeah, I probably should have looked into this first. But But that would, well, that would be why. Yeah, the characterization seems off. Um, It doesn't seem like this is the way Will, as we know him, would react to these things. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. Is it a good standalone story? Sure. But uh, this is the first comic I came across, aside from the bully, that I feel like is unnecessary. Yeah. 
Like, it doesn't really do anything to further the characters for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably the only one where I'd outright say, you know what? You don't have to buy it. Yeah. It's not necessarily worth it. All right. But I'm bum Book one. Moving on. Book two. And we've talked about this one in our last mini-sode. So Stranger Things put out Dungeons and Dragons stories um, that are basically just, you know, the kids playing Dungeons and Dragons that all take place between seasons. Mm Mm-hmm. So we talked about the one that happened between season, or season, the prequel that, yeah, happens that happened before, before season one. That's them, like, discovering D&D. Right. Uh, and then making friends with Dustin, mm-hmm. like, bringing the party together. Yeah. Then there was the one that takes place between season one and two, where uh, Mike creates a, a game, game for, for Will. For Will. Mm-hmm. Now we have the between season two and season three story. Yeah. This one is a lot of fun. It's Will's first foray into being a dungeon master, and they're playing with Eleven and Max, who both don't know what's going on at all, which is great. Um, Don't they? They're like they like have he has to explain it to them. Yeah, he's like I'm doing math. This is a game. It's like yeah, no, we all feel that way the first time we play. We get over it. And Mike's all like, oh, I want to look cool. Like, my girlfriend is so cool and she has superpowers. I want to be a cool hero in this game yeah. for her. So, Will, you run the game. And Will's like, I'm not a dungeon master. He's like, just, you've got an imagination. You'll be fine. Yeah. To an extent, he's right. That's really all you need if you have, like, a cursory understanding of D&D. Um, Max decides she wants to be a Zoomer. Which she said from the get-go. Like, she said your party needs a Zoomer. Yeah. Um... I guess if for for those of you who care about the 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 realism of the D and D world, she's a I think it, here it is. She is a quickling thief, and Zoomer is her clan because a Zoomer is not a real thing in D and D. I like homebrew, so if you want to play a Zoomer and you're playing D and D with me, we'll make it work. <laughs> um, not much goes on here. It's pretty fun to watch them play D&D together. It's kind of ingratiating the girls into the group. Yeah, which you don't get to see. Mm -mm. Like, season three has Eleven and Max bond together. Right, like, we see see that, but we don't see them in the the whole group, in the grand scheme of things. And this kind of solidifies the friendship with all of them. Right. Plus, a squirrel gets into the house, and they think it's a demodog, so that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, we're chasing down another monster. And Mike's like, we're strong as a party. We're stronger together. And Elle, like, puts her hand on his shoulder and goes, Mike, I'm always strong. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Again, not my favorite story in this D&D collection, but it's cute, and it gets the characters right. Mm-hmm. And that's really all there is to say about it. It's kind of like a one-issue, one-shot deal. Yeah. And then there's the book that I consider to be a masterpiece. This is the first one that we read. It is. Because <laughs> it's it's about our boy. It's about our boy. It's about good old Dusty Bunts. And, it's, a, and it's actually camp. very, very good. It has nothing to do with any of the characters. Oh, no. Aside from it's Dustin. It's Dustin. It is straight up a standalone story. And it's really good. Like. Yeah. It's just, it's Stranger Things Science Camp. Yeah. So it's Dustin's time at Science Camp. It's how he met Susie. Which is really cute. It is very cute. <laughs> it's so cute. And the funny thing is, 
It's like a Scooby-Doo mystery. Yeah, there's like a mystery at the camp of like, oh, people are missing. Um, and they like try to figure out what's going on. Yeah, this guy with this guy carrying around with like a, a mask and an ice pick is going around murdering people at the camp and they, they're going missing and they're try yeah, they're trying to figure out what's happening. Before they get into that though, it's like Dustin being picked on by bigger nerds than him. Right. About D and D. Well, no. For, well, he was getting picked on until he said until he played D and D. D and D, and they were like, "Okay, we'll DM a game for us." And he's like, "Okay, fine, I will." And then they walk away, and he's like, "But I'm not the DM. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I don't know how to do that? How do I do that?" <laughs> it's a little predictable, but he ends up kind of like crafting a game. You don't really. I don't think you really see them play it, if I remember. Uh, but he ends up crafting a game based on what happened to them. Yeah. With with like the demogorgon and the demodogs and stuff. Very cool idea. Um. Susie is super into Dustin from the get-go. From the beginning. <laughs> and he's so busy worrying about running his game and being cool and, like, sticking up for the other kids around him. Because that's what he's doing. He's sticking Well, and that's up, why yeah. she likes him. Yeah. That's why she's drawn to him. But, like, he doesn't notice. mm Until she's like, I want to solve this mystery, too. Like, I've got your back. Uh, long story short... Actually, you know what? I won't ruin it for anybody who wants to read this one. Because this is no, the one of the one. three books where it's I'd say... Cute. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's cute. It's a great story. It comes together really well, and it's a lot of fun. Add this one to your bookshelf if you like Stranger Things. It's worth it. Especially if you're a Dusty fan, Dusty Buns fan. Yeah. Because it's, they, the, the writers of this book really have him pretty much on point. Yeah, they've got it They down. have the character pretty on point. I'm not sure when this one came out, because interestingly, there is another story in the back of this book. That's like a one-shot, one-story thing about Erica that absolutely takes place after season three. Right. Isn't Robin in it? Robin's in it. Yeah. yeah. So this one spans two seasons. Yeah. Um, I'm sure when we do Minisode 3, I'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, although there may be another Minisode before that because I got my hands on the two books that are no longer considered canon. Oh. Yeah, we can do that. We they're just have very, a little one-off. And they're very good, and I'm very bummed that these characters will never show up in the show. Mm. Especially because, we'll talk about it when I make that episode, when we make that episode, but this all could have been integrated into our current storyline mm-hmm. without decanonizing everything. I They just didn't feel like doing it. I haven't read them yet. And I know, that, oh, I know. Oh, really? <laughs> It would have worked. They, they they could have. They absolutely could have written around these characters. Oh man, it's a bummer. Yeah, now it's a I real bummer. Because you I, at first I was kind of like, well, I don't want to read it if it has nothing to do with like anything. And it doesn't. But I know it could it does, have. But the yeah, but the potential potential what ifs. Yeah. Are, I'm intrigued. My interest is peaked. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, okay, we went, we went through three stories. Tomb of Ybuen, feel free to skip it. Uh, the Dungeons & Dragons book is worth buying, 100%. If this was the only story you were getting, like if this was a one-issue thing, I would say you probably don't need to look into it unless you're like a collector of Stranger Things stuff. Mm-hmm. Go read Science Camp. Yeah, Science Camp is good. Science Camp is very good. Yeah, like I... So, I wouldn't... It's not... It's not the other side... The other side is still my favorite of all of them that we've read so far. Same. Um, but I really like Science Camp. Science Camp is good. Um, 
as, as just a right as just like a just a story in general not like aside from it being yeah things, like, i think it's a cute little story exactly this would have been a fun comic even if i didn't know these characters yeah it would have been good i mean especially for me because i you know i like like those like slice of life comics more than like the superheroes and stuff like that yeah. like i like the ones that are grounded well i think your favorite shout comic out. series was giant days right i was just gonna say shout out to giant days what's going on with that i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't think they're i don't think they're gonna make more oh that's a bummer that was really good especially because they gave us an issue of like hey here's what it yeah, looks like couple, for them a year a couple yeah, years later it was so it was so good it's a very good book it was so good um, but like that's the those are the those are the kind of stories that I like, and I feel like that's what this gave me. Yeah, very much. Hey, if anyone wants to wants to hear us talk about other comics, hit us up and let us know because I would love to do like a sideshow. My wife reads comics and force my <laughs> wife to read comics. That'd be fun. <laughs> I I can read comics. I know you can. We have a bunch that you like. Um. That's really all there is to say about these ones. Mm-hmm. I think um, they're coming out with a new series uh, that takes place before season four, but after season three, about somebody working at the Russia facility. I thought that you said it had to do with the Soviets. Yeah, it has to do with the Soviets. Um, it sounds very interesting, and it's like a story that's happening in the world of Stranger Things, and it doesn't deal with any of the characters from what the descriptions are telling us. It's totally new characters that work within the world, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited to read that. Also, I did see there's going to be um, one about Papa. Yes, uh, I don't know when that's coming out. I don't out. know when it's coming out either, but I'm interested in in that one. I'm I'm interested to see how that'll play how with that like works. the comics universe. Like again, are we just going to ignore the two that aren't canon because he's ha- he's featured heavily in them? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I I still I I don't but I feel like it's kind of like a prequel. Like it's about I think it's about him before Oh, oh, like setting up the program like, and stuff? Yeah, like before any of that oh, happened. Look at that. We might I get some answers. I want to say, I, I feel like that's what it... Well, let me check Matthew Modine's Instagram. Because that's where I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, while she does that, there was actually another book called Erica the Great. Um, that's re- another slice of life story about Erica. I'll be completely honest. I'm not sure where it fits into the timeline. Didn't want to bring it up on this one because I wasn't totally sure that it was between seasons two and three. It might be between three and four. So I feel like that's where we'll put that book. And I think that's it for Stranger Things comics. Oh, there's a holiday comic coming out. I have it on pre-order. pre-order that. It's basically a bunch of holiday stories that came out as one-shots all collected into one book. Takes place all over the place. Don't know anything about the stories. We'll see how it, we'll see how it is. Okay. It's an origin story. It's called The Many Ghosts of Dr. Brenner. Oh, and that looks like a very young Dr. Brenner on the cover. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's exactly what this is. It's going to be about him before. It says, Dr. Brenner's past is about to come to light in a brand new miniseries from Dark Horse Comics. And that's straight from Matthew Modine, who plays Papa. That's pretty cool, because that means they likely spoke with him about it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just like, hey, we're putting out this book. Like, I knew there was a reason why I was 
interested in reading it because if it was just like generally about papa like no i don't really care he's kind he's he's a douche i don't he's icky he, he's 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 very icky icky um so if it wasn't for the fact that it it's not him as we know him and it's uh like a villain origin story i'm very interested to see yeah, like, are they going like. to humanize him? Are they going to try to make us sympathize with him? Right. Like, I, I'm, like I said, my interest is piqued on that. So, I mean, just generally speaking, a lot of fun stuff in, like, the Stranger Things universe, universe surrounding the, universe, these, yeah. surrounding the show. Um, I wish there was a little more. I mean, there's plenty. Well, I, I now own a have... lot of comic books, but still. I don't know where where it turned up with our move, but we do have that, the will buyer's journal i'm pretty sure it's in this room somewhere okay yeah (laughs) we're still setting up yeah um but we do have a uh, it's like the prop like property of will buyer it's It's like like a a faux trapper trapper keeper keeper. yeah which that i don't think has a lot like like the comics and stuff do but it little snapshots and like tidbits and stuff that yeah we could always go and dive into i mean if you guys like these minisodes let us know because there's yeah. also a couple of young adult fiction novels that i think we'll have to read if you guys want to hear our thoughts <laughs> on them we're just gonna do <laughs> stranger things book reports for you i'm okay with that <laughs> i'm into that i'm not doing enough reading let's do this like yeah there's lucas on the line i think and there's one about max and there's also like hawkins horror stories there's There's one about robin there's one about robin there's one about lucas there's one about max there's like that horror stories thing yeah there's Um, a little golden book i'm sure we'll read that to our daughter at some point (laughs) i can count to i can count on 11 isn't that what it's called it's it's about counting to 11 (laughs) very cute i'm sure (laughs) she doesn't have it yet No, matter of time, matter yeah. of time. So, I mean, that's kind of how these minisodes go. We we, we we wrap it up in like a tight 20 or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just want to talk to you guys about the other Stranger Things stuff. Just ending it off. Get the Dungeons & Dragons book. It's worth it. Tomb of Ybuen, only if you're a big fan of Bob Newby and you're okay with the characters' actions being a little stretched from who they are in the show. Yeah. And uh, buy Science Camp. Science Camp's a great story. 100%. So, I guess, signing off from the Hawkins Hellfire Collective. Yeah. This was Zach Grubb. And Devin Grubb. Dusty Buns gets it done. Buy Science Camp.